right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Cliff Cadet, and you are now listening to this week's episode of When the Hunt Calls, all right? The podcast where I share anything and everything that I'm learning in regards to bow hunting um, with hopes that you are learning something too. Now, um, I truly hope this particular episode uh just like every other episode i really hope um it finds you guys and your loved ones safe and healthy in the middle of all this craziness that's going on in our country right now um all i can do all we can do is pray and be as good to each other as we possibly can all right so let's get right to this this particular episode um, welcomes a, uh, a return guest, um, Trevor Berwick. You guys know him as the host of the Outdoor Drive podcast. Um, over the last year, I've learned a lot from Trev and I have grown to uh, be able to call him a friend. You know what I'm saying? Um, someone I lean on heavily when it comes to information and advice um when it comes to hunting so today's episode is about shed hunting um i've never done any shed hunting um it it's not anything i'm really that interested in in doing i should say but i'm a little intrigued and and was a little curious um you know about it so i hooked up with trev for this episode because he is a bit of an avid, um, not a bit, he is an avid shed hunter um, and has been for the last, you'll hear him say during the interview over the last five, six years. Um, and he actually just got back from a moose shed hunt up in Maine, um, you know, a week or two back. So, um, you know, listening in our conversation as I learned, you know, a couple of things about shed hunting and I really hope that you do too. All right, man. Here we go. Trev, man, I really want to thank you for, you know, taking the time out to uh, meet with me again. You know what I'm saying? You are uh, a two-time guest on this podcast, brother. What's going on? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, Cliff. I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on again. Um, I, I love I love just joining in with you. We always have good conversation. Yeah, brother. So um, I wanted to have you back on today for something a little different um, uh, than usual, than uh, something brand new to me. I mean, I've seen it on social media a lot, and it's something that's in well within your wheelhouse, and that's um, shed hunting, bro. So you are an avid shed hunter, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's a newer sport for me in the past probably five, six years, but it's definitely something I spend a lot of time doing. All right. So for a lot of my listeners who are uh, for any of my listeners who are new to hunting, what exactly is shed hunting? So shed hunting obviously is when so the antlers of um, of whitetails, moose, elk, mule deer, um, they fall off in the winter um, after the testosterone levels change after their breeding cycles happen. Um, the antlers fall off. And then they actually regrow um, around this time in the spring. So we go out and we actually try and find the sheds of these animals um, in, in the woods. So we'll go whitetail shed hunting, moose shed hunting. 
I haven't had the the experience or the time to go and do any elk or mule deer or so on and so forth. But um, so what we do is we, we actually go into the woods and we hike um, and we try and find deer antlers. And I had the chance this year to moose shed hunt. So that was kind of cool. A little bit different out of my realm. Nice, nice. Now I do want I do want to touch on the your your moose shed hunting because I did see a lot of your social media content regarding that. I haven't gotten a chance to see your YouTube video on it, but your pics are dope. But um, before we go into that, um, with shed hunting, is it more of a trophy thing or a scouting thing? Like um, when you go out there to to you know find these sheds. See, so a lot of people. And, and some people are, they're into the numbers game, um, which is just getting as many and finding as many sheds as humanly possible. Um, and then there's some people that are out there just trying to find the biggest sheds. Um, and then some people are using it in a scouting mission to like what deer survived, what deer didn't survive, what you can find. Um, and then there's actually businesses that thrive on, on antler hunting. Um, really? And literally the, the, the marketed of trading of antlers. Um, so there, there's all different reasons why you would shed hunt. Um, I'm, I'm just, for me, it's the scouting, it's getting into the woods. Um, I started off with that numbers game and just trying to find as many antlers as humanly possible and put on hundreds of miles in a season, in a shed season to try and find these, these sheds, um, go into these, these, um, these federal lands, these Joshua trust, these trust lands, these areas that people just don't go into or they're just open for hiking only and these deer aren't aren't pressured in these wildlife management areas and would go in there and just try and find as many big antlers as I possibly could. And then I started to realize that when deer season came around that I didn't know where any of my deer were. So I wasn't spending the time where it needed to be spent. And for me, I kind of... to where i'm looking for the deer that that are are in my core areas where i'm actually hunting all right cool that see that that works in in terms of as a scouting tool because like you said you get an idea of knowing the deer that you want to hunt like if you see like a, a four or five point shed a four what yeah four or six point shed or something like that um you know you got an idea of how big of a buck you'll probably be seeing that fall right and and and, and then but it, it's it's a scouting mission but it's also not a scouting mission and and the reason i say this is a lot of the times where where your deer are wintering aren't mm -hmm. where they are during the rut or during the season. so these deer might move from your core hunting areas to areas where you can't hunt so that's one of the negatives of it um so where your deer are wintering and you're finding your sheds may mm. not necessarily be where they will be when you're hunting it's all dependent on food sources and and where the deer move to during the different seasons so a lot of times you'll find that if you're hunting an area and you can't find sheds it's it's in in that area it's almost a good thing because then that means that those deer can be there during hunting season uh, so i see i see so what a lot of times you'll have is that your neighboring properties will find the sheds from your deer that you had on camera during the whole entire hunting season but you may not necessarily find the sheds there your neighbors have found them because they've moved in and they've wintered onto different areas. 
Got it. Now, is there, all right, so for me, for example, in New York State, our hunting season starts like October 1st, goes all the way through to um, December 31st, right? So what particular, I mean, what time of year would you say the deer usually shed their antlers? Like, is it after the hunting season? Is it during, like maybe late hunting season? Or does it just vary animal by animal? So a lot of the times, like especially with the whitetails, for, for example, um, you will find in the later seasons, in your January seasons, your late December seasons, depending on the cold and, and the weather patterns, that some of your deer are actually dropping antlers during the hunting season. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I don't, I don't start shed hunting until Valentine's Day. That's like my kickoff time. Um, or, you know, if I seeing, if I'm going out... And, um, you know, I'm scouting areas or I'm glassing fields and I find out that, uh, deer are dropping antlers, then I will start earlier in the mid to late January. But normally my kickoff time around here for us in new England is right around February 14th is that's like my, I know that those antlers on the ground and they're there to be found. A lot of people wait until March. They call it the March madness. Uh, a lot of your Midwest <laughs> states, a lot of the. A lot of people just wait until they're all on the ground. Um, shed nice. hunting has become such a big sport, and a lot of people are really getting into it that there's more people that are going out and doing it. Um, so it's made it a little bit tougher on us and building a little bit more pressure um, to try and find the antlers. Um, one I, place I that you would normally find a ton, you're not finding any. All right. I, I do see that it is getting a lot more popular, and it's gotten so popular, in fact, that um shed hunters are utilizing dogs to find sheds right yeah so that's i'm glad that you brought that up so i actually i decided to take my shed hunting to the next level um mm -hmm. and i actually i pick up my pup on june 15th of this the this month oh, um, wow, i actually okay. bought a dog um to shed hunt um it's coming out of north dakota um a uh, kennel called uh it's it's wild prairie dog gun dogs out of north dakota a good friend of mine devin um he's actually he breeds dogs and they are for shed hunting so i'm excited to do that so that's going to take the shed hunting to a whole new level for me oh wow so can i ask then with with the dogs being used to shed hunt can it be uh any dog and then just it just gets trained to hunt sheds or is it a specific breed required no, so, see, my understanding, I mean, the labs obviously have the drive to do so. They have very good noses. They're very smart. They're very well-trainable dogs um, when it comes to it. They're very, you know, they're very um, owner-oriented um, where they, they, you know, with any hunting dog, that they want to please their owner. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of guys use labs. That's like the sought-after dog for that. Um, I had a black and tan coon hound. Um, that I had rescued at one year old. Um, this was probably four years ago, three years ago now. And I actually trained him to shed hunt. Um, so you could pretty much train any type of dog. Um, it's, uh, it's just the working with them. I mean, you gotta, it's just a lot of work with any type of training of any type of dog, whether it's a bird dog, a duck dog, a shed dog, a deer tracking dog. It's just putting that time and that, de that dedication into working with that dog for a half an hour a day. Um, and teaching them what you want to do. And I've, I've kind of been taken under the wing of a friend of mine, Rich, from uh, Yellow Shed Dog 
uh, on Instagram is actually Mo- uh, mainmooseantlers.com is his website. And we became good friends. And he is somebody that I look up to when it comes to training for the the shed hunting. And that's something he does. And he does this for a living. Um, he literally buys, sells, trades um, moose antlers uh, for really? dog shoot. And oh, wow. yeah. It's actually really cool, man. And and it was he was kind of like my inspiration to try and moose hunt, uh, moose shed hunt. And I got to I got to know him and chit chat with him on the internet. And I just saw you know the hundreds and thousands of antlers that this gentleman has. And I started asking questions with him with his dog, and he was kind of driving me to the next level. And I was like, I want to go up there and moose shed hunt. And he was like, all right, come on up. And he kind of pointed me in the direction. And that's what led to our trip of doing so. Um, nice. And, and after seeing him do it with his, with his dog, I, I was like, wow, that's incredible. And my buddy Devin, he, he was like, I got a dog. I got a dog. And he kind of talked me into it. And I was like, you know what? It's, 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 it's my time to take it to the next level. And I've always worked with dogs my entire life, um, hunting dogs. So I figured it would be a nice new challenge and it's something that I spend a lot of time doing. So I think that it's going to work out for me. Nice, nice. So so tell us how, how that trip went. Like, um, how'd you get up there? Uh, for, you know, to be specific, how do you know the trip to Maine to do the, the moose shed hunting? How'd that go? Yeah. Um, so that I did with a really good friend of mine, a guy we call Captain Mike. He's a good friend of mine and we do a lot of shed hunting together. He's a, he's a very avid shed hunter and he's kind of really kind of put the fire under my ass per se to kind of get me going. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop you real quick. So (laughs) the dude's name, the dude's name is Captain Mike and he goes shed hunting. So by the name Captain Mike, I think this dude feels more at home on the water. He is. That's what he is, man. He's a captain. He's a fishing captain. Uh, He works on a bunch of fishing uh, fishing boats too but so with our schedule so we for those that don't know who i am i i do a lot of fishing i'm a i'm a avid avid fisherman i work on a ton of different charter boats and so does mike so with that we we spend most of our summer on the water and then we end up coming off of the water october 31st to like november 15th is like our last day and we mm-hmm. don't go back to work until about june uh, about june 15th, about when we go back to work um Sometimes a little bit earlier, um, you know, the middle of May. Um, but we have all this time to do stuff. So we get our deer hunt season in and then we get our shed hunt season in. And then by that time, oh, we get our turkey hunting in and then we go back to work. So mm. we get all the time to do that. So with that, Captain Mike does a ton of shed hunting and he's been doing it a lot longer than me. Um, and he's been up moose shed hunting before and he did a guide service up there. There's a couple of different guides up there. And uh, so he had done it. And we've been talking about it. He's like, man, you got to come and do a moose shed hunt with me. You got to come and do a moose shed. And I said, I said, 100%. I would definitely going to do it. We're going to go do it this year. And we had booked it out for like six, seven months. And then the COVID hit and things were a little bit tough. And we were a little bit reluctant. We were, we were kind of standoffish with it. We were like, I don't know if it's a good idea. But then we started thinking about it. We're going 30, 40, 50 miles into the woods. To try and find moose, so it's not like, you know, you're driving on these old dirt roads up there in the mountains, and you you you're no you're nowhere near anybody. 
So we're like, you know what? We're going. We're camping. We're not going to stay in a hotel as planned. We're going up there. We're camping, and we're going to do this. So that's what we did, man. It's a 10-and-a-half-hour ride for us to get up there. We're in the most, the most northern tip point of Maine itself. Um, they call it the North Woods. So we drove up there, and we rented a campsite, and we camped there for three days. And uh, we we got in touch with Rich. Rich kind of pointed us in the right direction, kind of like what we do. Um, and we just we went there and we did it. Um, and with that, when you're shed hunting, you want to find these the southeast slopes. Um, and that's where the sun hits most of the day. And that's the warmer slopes of the sides of the hills where the deer, I mean, any type of, you know, animal that's in the snow is going to go, go and sit when the sun comes up because it's going to warm them up. There's going to be less snow there, A, Mm -hmm. and B, a lot of the, you know, the ground where the greens are going to come up. Um, Mm -hmm. So you want to, you want to focus on those areas. So you get on these Southeast slopes um, and, and don't, and don't, an antler can be found anywhere. Um, you're looking for bedding grounds, you're looking for game trails, you're looking for these slopes, you're looking for, you know, you're looking for the sign, you're just, you're just literally just putting miles on, and then the saying for shed hunting is miles equals piles, so you're literally just, you know, we'll do up there, in three days, we probably did somewhere between 60 and 70 miles. Damn. Uh, and it's, and what you're looking for in the moose shed hunting world is, you're looking for clear cuts or strip cuts that have been cut between three to seven years. Okay. And when you get into the seven year, they're really overgrown and it's very tough to travel in these areas. And these moose go in there and they feed um, on a lot of the new growth that comes with when they strip cut. So you're in some splash cutting, you're on the sides of these big hills slash mountains. Um, and it's 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 something else man and these 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 moose come in and they herd up and they winter there um so when you get into one man you get into a lot uh we literally uh to start the trip uh mike got a a match set that were literally a couple feet apart and there were big big old paddles uh from a big bull moose and they were a year old and Mm -hmm. so Cause, cause with them, they drop in March also with the moose, oh, they drop really? in March also. Um, but what happens is they get so much snowpack up there. They'll have five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 feet of snow. Um, so what happens is you have to wait for the snow to melt, to get up in there and then go in. So you can't go in there in March because there's too much darn snow. You wouldn't be able to get up in the road. Um, a lot All of right. people mobile, they run these tracks and snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to hike it, um, now's the time to get up in there. So he ended so, up finding a match that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No. So what I wanted to know is: is finding a match set a normal thing, or is that like a, a huge bonus? Like you usually normally only find one. Like you may find the left, but not the right. Like how does that work? See, see, shed hunt is like we call it the Easter egg hunt for rednecks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I say this is because. Like, you never know what you're going to find, man. Like, there's all these, like, crazy things. So, like, we'll be like, oh, it's tines down or um, – which means that the tines are pointing down into the dirt or tines up or a hanger, which a hanger is it's hanging in a tree or on a limb. And it's not actually – didn't actually hit to the ground. Um, you get your match sets. You get um, – so you can find match sets sometimes in beds and stuff. 
um, you'll find the match sets where they drop one, they drop the other. Um, where they drop one, they might have dropped another within, you know, 50, 50 yards. You know, so you kind of just grid search the area um, and try and look for the other one. But not always. Sometimes they'll hold on to it for a week, and you never know, and you never find the other side. Mm. Um, so moose shed hunting is a little bit different than deer hunting. I mean, deer shed hunting because you you literally just covering ground and you're not going as slow as you would with deer hunting. Like low and slow with deer deer shed hunting is important because them things can hide anywhere. Sometimes they're covered with leaves. Sometimes they're not. Um, a lot of times, anytime after like a rain is always a good time to go and find a deer shed because then the the leaves are matted down so the tines stick up and with a little bit of sun coming through after rain the 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 sun hits the tine and it like glows um so there's a oh, little wow. bit of okay that. um when it comes to moose shed hunting you're literally just going because they're they're huge and they're 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 not they're not as hard to find i guess you could say sometimes they are but sometimes they're not um you definitely want to go a little bit slower not a full walk but you want to pay attention glass um and what we try to do with any type of shed hunting is grid search so you literally will run two guys or one guy and you just go up one area and then you come back and you just grid search an area where you find where maybe they're feeding they're rustling up the ground or you know you find a lot of sign from them a lot of you know that winter sign and you just grid search the area looking for antlers and then you go to the next hill grid search the area Get in a bedding area, grid search the area. Um, mm. and it's very important because you can miss a lot of antlers, especially, you know, without a dog, obviously. Wow. So I'm curious, with um when a deer or moose is shedding its antlers, right? Is it anything kinda like when um when a deer for example, when deer are in velvet, right? If I'm correct, um please you guys uh everybody listening including yourself don't hold me to this because you guys know i'm a newbie to this but um from what i understand when deer are in velvet and they're trying to shed that velvet it itches right and they basically rub that off on the trees correct yep yep all right so now is that the same thing with when they're shedding their antlers like is it something that's bothering them and maybe they're rubbing it off against a tree and it and it comes off or is it just that its body is ready to drop it and then it can just drop anywhere correct it could drop anywhere and sometimes sometimes it does bother them and you'll find them where they've rubbed on trees to try and get them off um uh, and a lot okay. of times when they do lose one one of them their equilibrium's off so they're literally trying to get the second one off their head because uh, um, they're probably walking they're lopsided exactly so when they lose one then the other one could bother them um sometimes they don't even know that they're gonna fall off you you see trail camera pictures and videos of them literally freaking out because their antlers fell off and they didn't even know they were gonna <laughs> fall off. um so it, it's kind of hard to say but I mean, you do see them a lot of time, you know, like when I see a rub on a tree, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of, you know, veer towards it to see maybe if, you know, the deer hit that rub and its antler fell off. Um, so they can be found anywhere on top of rocks. I mean, I found them in the weirdest places, hidden, non-hidden, um, in the wide open, in oak flats, not in oak flat. I mean, you, in fields, a lot of people, depending on where you're from, I mean, like, um, you know, I have some friends that look on field edges, 15 feet out, 15 yards out on a field edge, 15 yards in on a field edge. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, another good place is river crossings. If you're seeing that there's a run that's going across a river or a river embankment um, or a dried up creek, 
or whatever when they're jumping from one side to the other um jumping over stone walls you find them all the time uh, if you have a run that goes over stone walls sometimes there'll be a shed there um it's it's literally a scavenger hunt like i said i mean it's it's you never know where they're gonna be they can be anywhere and everywhere um but i mean some of the, the some of the other things you know like i said that the 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 south facing slopes um are, are very important place to go um because those deer like to or they like to congregate on those places um, and nice. the other thing is just knowing where that food source is. You know, like there's been years in past where, you know, the, we haven't had a lot of snow. So a lot of the deer are, you know, going out and feeding in these green fields and you get them in the green fields. Um, it's just putting on bios. Um, water source is another really great place to look for, for antlers. It's they could be anywhere, man. They really can. Um, it's just, a, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of being focused and, and really looking. Yeah, exactly. And just just putting the time in the miles in and just. Just searching hard. All right, cool, man. So you know what? I want to round this interview out with, I guess, one final question. All right, what is one tip you could offer a like uh, a brand new shed hunter? What's one thing they should absolutely know, uh, either before or during, you know, a shed hunt? The most important thing to shed hunting is keep the sun to your back. Keep the sun to your back. Any particular reason? Um. So. So when you have the sun to your back, the sun is coming over your shoulder, um, mm -hmm. and it will light up any of the antlers that are on the ground. They'll like kind of like glow and they'll pop out. Um, when you're facing into the sun, when you're looking forward, you can't see as far, and the sun is in your eyes, so you have a tough time, uh, you know, telling what's what. And sometimes, like the best thing, you know, with the shadows and the way that your eyes work, the best thing to do is to have the sun to your back. Awesome. Great tip, brother. Thank you, man. Listen, I really appreciate it. Learned a lot. Um, shed hunting is probably going to be on my list of things to do next year. Um, probably right before, because our turkey season here in New York is in May. So maybe I'll, I'll follow your lead in somewhere between February February and uh, April. I'll head out and shed hunt. Absolutely. That's that's a that's a great time. And I think a lot of the urban areas, um, your shed hunting is a little bit different. Because mm -hmm. you, they, the, these deer are locked into these smaller areas. But God, you have the right models out there to put you on sheds. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, agreed, agreed. <laughs> but listen, thank you, brother. I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. For sure, brother, anytime. All right, so I hope you guys learned as much about shed hunting as I just did there. Um especially when it comes to potentially using shed hunting as a scouting tool um i know i had originally said i had originally started this episode stating that you know i wasn't necessarily interested in it but i was kind of intrigued and want to learn about it but i can honestly say now that come next um you know next february or march i am more than likely going to use shed hunting as a possible scouting tool um you know what i'm saying um being able to get an idea of what type or what size deer are possibly you know on the land that i'll be hunting so uh you know hey stick around for that and if you are already an avid shed hunter uh someone who's really into it and does it on the regular i hope you've been seeing good things and you know you've been uh collecting a lot of sheds all right and now, um, I just want to say if you enjoyed the episode, if you've enjoyed 
listening to the content I've been putting out for you guys the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months. Um, you know what? I ask y'all do me a favor. Go to the review section of whatever um, you know app you're using to listen to this podcast, whether it's Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Usually you find the review section towards the bottom of wherever you're listening to. And you know what? Hook me up with a five-star rating. Uh, it, it Doing so helps others who might possibly want you know others who are possibly looking for a pod hunting podcast um help them find this one you know saying um if if you really really like this podcast go ahead and write a review you know what i'm saying um i'd really appreciate it and um even better uh share this podcast with your friends or family any new hunters that you think might be interested in listening all right um also new thing i'd like to try if you guys uh get the opportunity if you guys have any questions any ideas especially if you are a new hunter um and uh and you'd like to hear about you know a certain topic or anything like that that i may not have covered over the last couple months you shoot me a dm on instagram um you guys can find me on instagram at urban archery nyc shoot me a dm with a question or even um or maybe if it's uh if it's a topic you know an idea you'd like to hear uh discussed on the podcast um shoot me an email a little bit more in-depth in email if anything and that's urban archery nyc at gmail.com um you know i check all this stuff myself so i'd be more than happy to hear from you guys and learn what you would like to hear about topics you'd like to hear discuss or even products for that matter whatever it is hit me up all right so um final thought i'm gonna hit you guys with for the night um basically piggybacks off of my last episode where i say uh where the title was respect the journey and that's basically it you know what i'm saying i i think i'm gonna start closing out all my podcast episodes with this this following phrase Respect the journey, y'all, even when it's not your own. All right? Y'all have a blessed one.